What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here. And today will be the first time that I've ever done a podcast recording that I didn't really want to do one. Usually, I can't wait to record. I'm pumped up. I have energy. I'm like, let's do this. But today, this is me forcing myself to do this podcast just because I just don't want to be unproductive today and that's something i'm going to talk about um also i have severe severe anxiety today i don't know why it's a couple of things and um and (laughs) that's why i'm going to do a podcast episode on anxiety i have this written down with bullet points i just haven't fucking done it maybe it's because i'm too anxious (laughs) But hopefully you guys could learn something today and I could help a couple of people and I'll get the ball rolling again. Also, if you guys want me to talk about any types of topics to, um, coming up, you let me know and I'll do it. I am at your service, fellas. Remember, Sultan of Strangles, the Kimura King, the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks is always at your service. The first thing I want to talk about, since, you know, I'm a jiu-jitsu athlete and I own a jiu-jitsu gym, uh, it's one of the most common issues in the sport, and it's a thing called pre-training anxiety. People will literally not show up to training because they're so anxious that they just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going in today. Now, before... I elaborate more on this. I want to let you know that pre-training anxiety is extremely common, extremely common. And um, you should not be ashamed of that. I remember when I first started training, I was at a gym that pretty much didn't really have any rules. I'll never forget coming on my first day to train and someone cranking a heel hook on me, popping my ankle. It still cracks today. Um, uh, people being super violent with me. And then after that, every time I went to train, I had anxiety. Now, you need to figure out, pinpoint what it is, and you need to combat that. Now, why do you get pre-training anxiety? It's totally normal. Your body's natural reaction, it's your body's natural reaction to combat. So, You are going into a place where people are trying to break your arm and choke you out. Obviously not hurt you, but that's what we're training to do in competition. And your reptile brain is telling you, hey, there's danger there. Do not go there. You will get hurt. And you are listening to that and saying, ah, maybe I should listen. And you don't show up now. The, the way you get over this is to lie to yourself. Be like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm not even going to roll. I'm just going to drill. Just show the fuck up. That's what I tell a lot of my students that are feeling bad. I'm like, listen, buddy, you don't want to train? Come on, show up. Watch class. Help us out. You know, and people come. First, they say they're just going to drill. Then they say they're going to only roll one round. And then they roll six rounds. And they're happy. All right, from my my main reason on why I had anxiety, I had like two or three guys at the gym that were 
I don't know if I would call them bullies, but they were very reckless. They would crank submissions. They would bully people. They would just do things you're not supposed. Later, I would find out are just not so you're not supposed to do in jujitsu. And um, at that early point in my career, I didn't realize that all I had to do was say no to them. Hey, hey, bro, you want to go? Nah, I'm good. You don't even have to be an asshole about it. Just, nah, I'm good. They ask you again. Nah, I'm good. They keep asking you, just say no thank you every fucking time. I even had one asshole say, oh, oh you're avoiding me, huh? And I'm like, damn right I am. And uh, not out of fear, it's because you're a fucking retard. So learn to say no to people about rolling. And you're not, and, and it doesn't mean that you're an asshole. I have people that are reckless that, that are going to injure me. And I just say straight up, no. Do you want to roll? No. Um, I remember back at my old gym, there was a guy who was like 130 pounds. And when I asked him to roll, he just said, no, thank you. Later found out that he just doesn't like to roll with bigger guys. And that's totally cool. You know, everyone has their own journey. Um, now, another way to deal with it, if you have anxiety, is at, tell, talk to your instructor. Tell them about it. When someone comes to me, I this is how I approach it. I tell them, come to practice, just drill. And if you want to roll, I'm going to put you with higher belts, purple and up, and they're going to go very light with you. And they will only pick up the pace, the amount that you pick it up. Okay, so it's going to be a nice, calm roll. And um, I tell my higher belts to not put them in high anxiety positions. So like, when you have someone mounted on you and their gi is covering your face and you can't see anything, um, that's 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 going to cause a fucking panic attack. Or side control and smothering them, that's going to cause a panic attack. So we just do regular all play guard. I'll give them enough room to breathe. Um, and then slowly but surely, they will develop into a well-rounded athlete. Okay? Um if you have a problem with someone at the gym, talk to the coach or confront them. Uh, I have a student of mine who is was juiced up the gills, taking like a thousand milligrams of sustenon a week. I told him to tone down the juice. This is what he used to do. If he was mounted for more than like 10 seconds, he would freak out like, fuck. And um, if he got tapped, he would freak out. So what I did, put him with higher belts, put him with me. For a while, I didn't let him roll hard. Um, sooner or later, he got he got used to being mounted. He learned how to recover guard. He got used to getting submitted. He got better, and now he rolls like a totally normal person. This is a, someone of mine who got kicked out of the last gym they were because they would freak out. I took him and I rehabilitated him. There's no point in kicking someone out. You could always help, like, I made a gym to help people, not to kick people out. I had another student. He was on anti-anxiety, anti-psychotic medication. And when I rolled with him, he was fucking trembling. So I told him, hey, buddy, um, all you got to do, one or two rounds a day with a higher belt, relax, have fun, take pictures of the class, you know, help people out. And now he does six rounds in a row. So there's always around the, a way around these super anxious situations. And 
if you still, if that didn't cover it for you, those of you listening, you can text me on Instagram, DM me at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. You can hit me up at my gym at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu or hit me up on the podcast at Rambling with Rack. Now, I did a whole episode on pre, uh, what, how to get ready for competition, but I just wanted to reiterate some things about pre-competition anxiety. And um, I, I, this quote I say to everyone who says they're going to compete, talks about it, posts about it on Instagram, posts pictures of them flexing on Instagram. Um, everybody wants to be a warrior until it's time to be a warrior. You know, everybody wants to be a fighter until it's time to be a fighter. Hey, bro, fucking badass, bro. But when it's time to sign up, show up, weigh in, and compete, a lot of people just chicken out. And there's, it's so freaking common, okay? So you need to lie to yourself and tell yourself, this is fine, nothing's gonna happen, let's do it. And for those of you who haven't competed, pretty much all your anxiety goes away after your first match. Before your first match, you're going to be nervous. But after that first match, you kind of don't care anymore. It's all off your shoulder. It's kind of like throwing up. It's like your stomach hurts. You feel it coming up. You say, nah, man, I'm not going to do it. Fuck it. I don't need to throw up. Nah, I'm not doing it. And then you stick your fucking finger down your throat. You throw up and you feel better. It's kind of like that. You could either let that shit gurgle in your stomach all night and you're gonna throw up anyway or you could stick your finger down your fucking throat and throw up okay going with friends helps a lot with anxiety you know um when you have a support system it helps you get through things um now for me personally if i eat greasy foods the night before or that day i'm gonna be an anxious ball of just fluff I cannot eat the morning of. I need to compete fasted or else I just don't feel right. Um, if it's a night tournament, I can't eat too much during the day. I'll have like a light meal and that's it. So for pre-competition, those are my tips. If you want more, go to my episode on uh, competition prep. It took me a long time to realize this, like well into my late 20s that Certain foods cause severe fucking anxiety for me. And I made a list of all of them. Um, so pay attention to these and make sure if you eat this, write down in a journal how you feel. I love, with a passion, canned corn. Corn in a fucking can. I love it. But I noticed that about two to three hours after I have it, I just get severe fucking anxiety, like bad. Like you feel fiberglass rubbing against each other in your chest. And that's how I feel. As much as I love my canned corn, I had to stop eating it. Regular corn. If I have regular corn with a steak and some mashed potatoes, that's fine. But if I just have corn on the cob or regular corn by itself, forget about it. Anxiety city. Um, I can have an omelet, so like a Colorado omelet, meat lover's omelet, western omelet, 
But if I just have eggs by themselves, I don't know why, within an hour or two, same feeling, really bad anxiety to the point where I'm shaking. And I don't know why. I don't know about studies on eggs, corn, etc. All I know is that this happens to me every single time. Um, Oatmeal. I could eat oatmeal with a nice breakfast, but if I have oatmeal by itself, same thing. Coffee, I need to drink coffee every day. I drink a small coffee in the morning and that's it. During tax season, I need a coffee in the morning and one in the afternoon. The rest of the year, one in the morning is enough. But coffee in excess, more than one cup, I get the shakes, I get the shits, I get everything. So coffee in excess, caffeine in excess, stay away from that. Um, If I eat a meal that's just pure carbs, so like food high in carbs, like pasta, bread, um, I don't feel with rice, but pasta, bread, if I just have those by themselves, I get anxiety. There have been days where I've had that for like a lunch, and I've had anxiety the whole day, and then for dinner, I'll have like a steak or chicken, and I just feel so much better. I feel like something was missing, and it's back in me. Uh, I notice another trend when I don't get enough protein in my day. So some days, this is back in the day, I'll have some oatmeal, lunch, I'll have something, pasta or something with some carb-heavy lunch, and I just feel anxious. Then for dinner, I'll have protein and I'll feel better. So try those and let me know how it works for you. I think it was 2016, I see Jerry Seinfeld, did like a huge speech on how transcendental meditation helped him and how without it he couldn't have gotten through the day and blah 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 so believe it or not i was fucking dumb enough to go to a transcendental meditation center and pay actual money to learn how to do it and fucking a was it a scam I had to sign some bullshit that if I talk about it, uh, there's going to be a lawsuit. But I honestly don't care. It's a fucking scam. I learned nothing. I'm genuinely ashamed of myself that I even that I even freaking did it. We were told, hey, there's a secret mantra we're going to give you and uh, you can't tell anybody about it. So then, you know, we didn't tell anyone. So one day, we, uh, I'm, I'm out with this friend of mine, lady friend. She's like, oh, I did transcendental meditation too. And I'm like, what was your um, mantra? Mantra is like something you're supposed to say when you, uh, when you meditate. And uh, she's like, well, remember, we're not allowed to tell anyone. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You don't do it. I don't do it. What was the freaking mantra? And it was the same mantra they told me. Like, what the fuck? Now, with that being said, real meditation is simple. Real meditation, or at least the way I do it, is you sit down, preferably on the floor, preferably with no back support, like literally sitting. You close your eyes and you think of absolutely nothing. You think of your own breathing. Now, um, you know, you think that sounds, that sounds easy, right? so hard our minds are racing all the time on our smartphones on tv on all this shit 
And um, sitting down and actually thinking of nothing for only five minutes is really hard. You know, five minutes, you get good. You could do 10, you could do 20. I've gone up to 40 minutes before. And uh, it helped my anxiety a lot. And you don't need to do it for that much. Five minutes a day. So I used to literally on my lunch break, before I went out to eat, I would go in my car, sit down, close my eyes, five minutes, and it made a world of a difference. And this was 2016 when I did this. And uh, one thing is very interesting. Um, I meditated almost every fucking day in 2016. And I competed more than any other year combined in 2016. I um and I remember not being that scared to compete for most of that year. I'm trying to figure out why, and I think it was because I was meditating. Um, now, you need to sit in a comfortable position. You need to think of nothing, and uh, it needs to be. I mean, I prefer that it's dark. It doesn't need to be dark. I prefer that it's dark. I prefer that there's no noise. I use earmuffs because you could hear your own heartbeat and try to go longer and longer and longer. Some days you're just going to be so fucked that meditation is going to be impossible. Some days it's going to work. So for me, I notice my best times to meditate are after training and before I go to bed. When I meditate and I go to bed, I, I have a nice sleep. Also, right when I wake up, it's easy to remind myself. So try that and let me know how it works. Now, this is probably the most useful thing I could give you guys in this episode um, to solve your fucking problems ASAP. Do not procrastinate. I have suffered so much severe, crippling fucking anxiety by just being a procrastinating, lazy piece of shit. Like during tax season, I go to work, 8 a.m., get out of work, 7 or 8 p.m. It's a fucking nightmare. And I have my own tax practice on the side. Now, uh, for these clients that I do on the side, I'll get out of work, it's late. The last thing I wanna do is another fucking tax return. So I'll just sit on this for a week, two weeks. And during that two weeks, it's bugging me, bugging me, bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. If I just did that tax return when I got it, the amount of anxiety I had, I would have just never had to deal with it. So you need to do things right away. Don't wait for later. Y'all, oh man, the best freaking thing you could read on procrastination is this website that was really big in like 2013 and now it's shit, but it's called Wait But Why. Wait But Why. And the, the, the article is procrastination. It's the best piece of writing I've ever read on procrastination ever. Change my life completely. Go right now and read it. Um, now, don't dwell on things. You know, I'll do it later. I'll, do the, I'll get this guy to do it. Stop what you're doing. Get it done now. One thing with me, man, I fucking hate going to the post office and shipping. I need to figure out a way to do it, and I haven't because I'm a procrastinating loser. 
So I'll go later, I'll go later. Two weeks go by, three weeks go by. Now I have a bunch of sweatshirts and t-shirts that I have to ship out. Um, I'll get ship station later. I'll do the website later. So the website, I, I, it's in the works. I have someone working on it. I should have just right from day one, went on fucking Upwork, hired someone in India. It would have been done right now. But for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to hire this friend and then hire this friend. Sometimes you can't hire friends because they could do a shit job. They could do it slowly, you know, all that. And then you can't say anything because they're your friend. So definitely watch out for that. Errands, you know, oh, the toilet's broken. I'll wait till later. No, fix the fucking toilet now or hire one, to, hire someone to fix it now. This has caused me so much anxiety. Never procrastinate, fellas. This is going to be a real fun one to talk about. Man, I, I think I should go see a, like a fucking psychiatrist for this one. Because today, to, to this day, I don't, I'll never understand if this is unique to me, if I'm a nut job. Or um, this is normal. So listen, it, I think this part of me is dead and jaded, but fuck. Falling in love gives me more anxiety than anything. So like um, first time I ever fell in love, I was 18 years old. I fell in love with this girl who I met in school. And uh, I was like, I was really cool in high school. And um, she was really into me. Um, we got along really well. And I, after what, two weeks, one month, I started telling her, oh, I really like you. You know, you mean so much to me, etc." I don't know if that was a turnoff. I don't know what happened, but she had some serious strict parents so when they found out me and her were seeing each other they fucking took her phone away i wouldn't see her for weeks at a time two weeks at a, i wouldn't even hear from her no phone no nothing and i remember during this time i felt like i was in my own mental prison thinking about her literally all day and you know how you get butterflies when you're nervous Imagine having that all day, bad, to a point where it's debilitating. I look back on it now and I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me, dude? Holy shit. How wild is that? And, um, and at the time, it was tough to get my mind off of it because I had a lot of stuff going on with my family and... Um, it was, I believe it was the summer of senior year, or it was the summer, it was the summer going into senior year, and uh, man, that was bad, and I noticed it would happen three more times when I fell really in love with someone, severe butterflies, bad, and um, when I was 29 was the last time I fell in love with someone, and after that, it has never happened again. I think that part of my brain is just burnt out. Um, oh, so by the way, what happened with that first girl is we messed around, etc. I'm not going to go into details, but we never had sex. And uh, one day she goes to Long Beach Island. There's this fucking place in Jersey with like, I don't know, 
there's no bars, beach houses and stuff. And this is, she loses her virginity by banging two guys in one night. And the way I find out about this is her friend tells me. Her friend just felt so bad. And she told me. And I was broken. I remember I listened to uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Mama, I'm Coming Home like a thousand times in my room. Um, and then what the fuck happened? Oh my God, this gets so bad. <laughs> so um, I find out. I, I'm taking this SAT class, right? And uh, in the SAT class, this is midway through the summer before she cheated on me. Midway through the summer, um, I, 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 it happens. I'm wearing the same SAT class together. I go into SAT class and there she is. And man, was that miserable because I paid $1,000 of my own money for that and I can't drop the class. So I had to suffer through that class the entire summer. Oh my God. Um, now, nowadays, um, a great thing has that, that's literally a drug is jujitsu. I'll be having the most anxious day. I'll go to jujitsu. It'll get my mind completely off of it. And, um, and man, after I'm done, it's just gone for good for the rest of the day. The gym really helps. Running really helps. Hanging out with your friends helps. Being with family uh, if you don't have any friends, stop being a loser and find new ones. Or join a jiu-jitsu gym. Best way to make friends. You know, those things really help me. And if I didn't have that, um, man, I would be in such a bad place right now. So if you have any questions about that, you let me know. I love how people make fun of guys. with, Oh, he has a case of the blues. What a pussy. Thinking about girls. Some people are built different, man. Some people are crazy. Um, and I think I'm one of them. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out. Sometimes you got to take some drastic measures. Um, I remember it was February 2nd, 2014, when I found out that my uncle had passed away. Um, and this was the most devastating day of my entire life. There is no day that was worse than this. And... Um, I remember coming home from work and my mom wearing all black. She's like, something horrible happened. And she told me that my uncle had passed away. Um, and I was just broken. I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, it was weird uh, because I just started a new job. And I think I was like two to three weeks in. And I couldn't show up the day before because my car wouldn't start. I had to get a new battery. So the next day I sent an email explaining the situation and uh, I took two days off from work. I should have taken the whole fucking week. I went into work after those two days and I could tell there were some people out there that didn't fucking believe me. I could tell that they thought I was fucking, I made a lie because a lot of people lie. Hey, someone died. My uncle died and to take off work and that fucking drove me nuts so my uncle passed away and I and my uncle was so much more than an uncle he literally was lived with us he was like my big brother kind of like a father kind of like man my best friend and when he was gone I was fucking destroyed um 
So I didn't know how to deal with it at all. I just cut everyone off. I stopped talking to everyone. Um, I just just went to work, came home, and was a total fucking mess. I had severe anxiety to the point where I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. So uh, one of my friends gave me weed. I For those of you who know me, I hate weed. It does nothing for me. But what it did at that time, it made me numb. It numbed my emotions. And that's exactly what I needed. So every night after work, I would go in my basement and I would smoke a blunt and I would just sit there alone. No TV, no music, nothing. Just sit there until it was time for bed, go to bed, go to work, come back. And that was, man, that part of my life. I remember from January to about April or May, I didn't go to the gym, didn't, did nothing. Um, and that year was when I started MMA back up again uh, in May of 2014. Um, now... Drastic measures. Sometimes you got to take a couple puffs. If it's not legal in your state, don't do it. Don't go to jail. Um, you need to find some type of outlet like jujitsu or the gym. If you're, listen, if you don't like your job, cool. If you fucking hate your job, you got to get out of it. If you're a hyperactive guy that can't sit at a desk all day, you got to get the fuck out of there. And that doesn't mean quit right away and look for something then. Look for a job while you're still working. Don't put yourself in risk. If you're on meds, man, I have a couple friends who are some antipsychotics, antidepressants, and those shit. That shit doesn't really help a lot of people. So um, with a doctor's advice, maybe try to wean yourself off your meds. And dude, stress could literally kill you. It could literally take years off your life. So... If you have people in your life that are giving you anxiety, like a girlfriend or even close family members, like a mom or dad, you have to cut them off because you got to put yourself first. And I am a horrible person. I'm a, I shouldn't be given this advice because that's the exact opposite of what I did. I, I kept them around. Um, so de- listen to that advice. Take drastic measures. Uh, cut the people off that give you anxiety. Sometimes you need to change careers and find a better way to deal with it than me. I cut myself off from the world. I should have been reaching out. I should have been talking to my friends. I should have been doing more. And I hope you guys could do more. Now, the final piece of advice I'm going to give you on this podcast is also going to be the biggest hypocritical piece of advice because I don't follow it myself. (laughs) Um, My instructor... Gary Tonin is a huge advocate for therapy. Um, He has been urging me to do it for years now because he knows that I'm a psychopath. Um, And I I was very close many times to getting one, but I just didn't pull the fucking trigger. Number one is because um, just the thought of paying somebody to listen to my shit irks me but you need to treat your physical so that's that's literally like saying hey 
the thought of a doctor checking my blood pressure and seeing if I have diseases irks me. It's very stupid, and I'm being very stupid. Um, number two is pretty fucking expensive. I'm self-employed at the moment, so I don't have health insurance. I don't want to pay $400 a month for health insurance. I've looked at sites like BetterHelp, and uh, I don't remember what the rate was. It was like $40 a week or something. It's like, not. I'm not trying to pay that for therapy. Um, so once I find like an affordable, reasonable option, maybe I'll do it. Um, and if you know, if you know, um, any better options, you let me know. It's just, ugh. I need to make sure it's a right fit. I need to make sure it's the the right way, you know. I know a lot of people that therapy drastically helped them. I know with Gary, it helped them a lot. I know the like a lot of my family members who started therapy, they just became better people. I just need to find the right therapist, the right type of therapist, and then we'll get on board. Um, you're not weak for telling someone your problems. You're not weak for admitting you have issues. That doesn't make you weak. That just means that you are strong enough to admit that you have an issue. You know what I mean? Um, so I will try. It's 2021. That's one of my New Year's resolutions to get myself into therapy. And I hope you do too. And if you know someone who actually needs therapy, don't be afraid to sponsor them for one or two uh, sessions. You know, if someone doesn't have the money, sponsor them for one or two sessions. See if they like it and maybe it'll change their life. You know, uh, I've sponsored people with geese, with uh, gym memberships. And after the first month, they just paid for it themselves. So knowing that I changed that person's life was huge. Can't believe I was about to forget this, but um, so now this is a statistical fact. This is not an opinion that male suicides are, are percentage-wise much higher. Uh, male drug abuse, male alcohol abuse. I don't know the scientific reasons for this. All I know is that this it's a fact. And my hypothesis on this is that Ever since we are born, men, especially in this country, we are taught to not show emotion. If anything is wrong, suck it up, bro. Stop being a pussy, bro. Come on, bro. And when your friend blows his brains out or over overdoses on drugs, you're going to regret every time you told him to fucking suck it up, bro. Now, don't get me wrong. Especially in owning a gym, I've realized that a lot of people are just lazy bums and they use that as an excuse. Many people will, including me when I was younger. I was just lazy and I'd say, oh, I'm fucking depressed when I wasn't actually depressed. But if you know that someone's severely depressed or has anxiety, um, talk to them. Don't wait for them to talk to you. You talk to them. And when you're talking to them, shut your fucking mouth. People love to say, hey, are you okay? But in reality, they don't give a fuck about what you have to say. They're waiting for your lips to stop flapping so they, they can fucking talk. That's most people. People just want to get into your business. So if you actually love someone, if you actually care about someone, ask them, how are you, man? 
And when they respond, don't tell them, don't try to relate to them. Oh, your mom killed herself? Well, my friend's mother's daughter killed herself. Shut your fucking mouth and just listen to them. Stop talking, okay? This is like a big reason why I don't tell people shit. It's because they wait... They're like waiting for you to stop talking. Oh, by the way, well, me, this, that. Don't ever be that guy. Um, and and just be supportive. Even if it's not your best friend, if it's a teammate, someone you don't even know. I remember there was a guy on Instagram whose mother died. And I love my mom so much. I just imagine what would happen if my mom died. And uh, by the way, I'm not a nice guy at all. I'm a huge scumbag, but... This, I just had a fucking soft spot for this guy. So I'm like, hey, um, go on Amazon and get whatever you want under a certain amount and I'll ship it to you. And I did. And that made me feel great. And he's a really good friend of mine. I remember there was a girl whose father died. And uh, I asked her friend what she really liked. It was this, uh, I completely forgot what the gift was. But it was this cartoon character from this Disney movie she really loved. So I got her like a life-sized stuffed animal of that. It was like a blue alien looking thing. Kind of looks like a puppy. And she told me, you know, the fact that you didn't even know me that well and you did that. uh, It really made my fucking day so much better. And that made me feel good. So find it in your heart to do nice things for people who are going through shit. All right, fellas. I hope you liked this episode. If you would like to ask me more questions, if you have any ideas for episodes, hit me up on my Instagram, at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. Hit up my gym, follow my gym, at Immortals Jiu Jitsu. Message me on the podcast, at Rambling with Rack. My Facebook is Mike Rackshan. M-I-K-E-R-A-K-S-H-A-N. Love you guys. I um sev- I had some severe anxiety today. Pretty bad fucking depression, but I made the episode anyway. And I feel better after doing the episode, pushing through it because I feel like this was kind of a therapy session for myself. You know what I mean? Um so you guys have a wonderful night. If you have any demons you're battling with, feel free to reach out to me. Reach out to your friends and God bless all of you.